Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode. Today is a guest speaker and I talking about food freedom. I brought on Kristen Kotzebue to cover this topic of ditching ditching diets, food freedom, because I am subscribed to her podcast, Pink Clay, and I have listened to pretty much all of her episodes around fitness and nutrition. And I know that what she teaches and what I talk about is so aligned. And I know so many of you are struggling right now with being defined by rules or being defined by being on track or off track. And the the element of food and what you eat and nutrition and diet takes up a lot of your thought in your everyday living. And it really shouldn't. It really should be something that is, yeah, a part of your life, but we do not have to obsess over it. We don't have to think about it all of the time to achieve our goals. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode with Kristen and check out her podcast, Pink Clay, I'll leave all her information in the show notes. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited for Kristen to be on here with me and share with you guys a little bit about her. And we're going to be talking a lot about food freedom and diet culture and breaking the breaking all the rules with nutrition that we know and that we aren't necessarily feeling right with. And I'm just so pumped for Kristen to be here today. So Kristen, why don't you introduce yourself, share a little bit about you, and then you can kind of roll into this conversation. And if I have questions or any add-ins, we'll try to make this very conversational. I like my podcast to be very conversational. So take it away, girl. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be on the podcast today. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super passionate about this mission um, because I, over the last five years, had worked as a health and um, fitness coach. I worked virtually with clients, but then I also was a fitness instructor and I just rented a gym, like rather than going to a YMCA or some sort of gym and teaching my classes there, I just rented a cheer gym and had an amazing group of women that grew and grew where they would come um, four days a week for my workouts. And I just loved working with women and helping them reach their health and fitness goals. But after working with over 950 clients, I just grew so tired of hearing the same story of, you know, them working out and feeling good, but just constantly worrying about food and asking me questions about food and was this okay and was this not okay and 
um, missing out on things. You know, I had some clients tell me that they had a good week because they stayed to their, um, you know, food rules and missed out on a girl's night on Thursday, but they were able to stick to their goals. And I was like, wait, what? That is not okay. Like you should not be missing out on life to stick to your food goals. And so it really was like building up in me this like, oh, what can we do about this problem? And, um, and then it really just hit me when another client that I was talking to, again, just was having this obsession over the scale this time. And just like, the, you know, she was feeling great. Everything was going well, but she was so hung up on the number on the scale um, that she just thought she was failing. And I was like, no. And I have two daughters. Um, and so to think of them ever being this hard on themselves, as hard as I found my clients being on themselves, I was just like, I don't want my daughters to ever feel like the number on the scale defines them. I don't want them ever worrying so much about the food choices that they're making and missing out on social events just to stick to their health goals. You know, it was like, I want this freedom for my daughters. I want this freedom for myself and I want this freedom for all of my clients. So I decided to start um, my company, Pink Clay, pink because we're ladies and clay because we are the clay to God, our potter. And um, it's all about just helping women to find confidence without diets, restriction, cleanses in the scale, and really just finding that food freedom, growing in our faith and, um, and finding joy every day and not letting food be the focus of our life every day. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I absolutely love that you brought up that a client had said to you, like, I had such a good week. I was such a good person because I missed out on this or I didn't have, like, I can just imagine so many different ladies saying the same thing to me. And even times in my life where I thought I was doing the same thing too, where it's like, I'm not going to have the ice cream because I'm going to be good and stay on my plan or stay focused. Right. Um, so what is your advice to ladies like right out of the gate that are transitioning from rules and, um, certain like guidelines, restrictions, somebody else telling them what they eat or should be eating into a positive space with food? Where's kind of the beginning elements that you have ladies go through? Yeah. So one of the first things that I have clients do, and it seems to always be one of the hardest because unfortunately, so women so many women rely on the scale and it's just become a habit, whether they're skip, stepping on it every single morning or, um, you know, maybe it's later in the day. I don't know, but so many women are just obsessed with the scale. And I know you've recently done some episodes about this. Um, so one of the very first things I have them do is put it away. Um, just put it up in the closet, give it to your husband and say, I don't want to do, you know, I'm not going to use this for a while. Hide this from me, like whatever it takes. And, um, but like I said, for some reason, this first step is one of the hardest for women. Cause they're like, wait, what, like, what am I going to track? What, how, what do I going to look at if I'm not looking at the scale? But I just challenge you to, first of all, put the scale away for 30 days and track yourself and just say, okay, 30 days, I'm going to put the scale away. And that just gives you the freedom because now you don't have that thing to measure you and to tell you if it's a good day or a bad day because we all have been there where you step on the 
scale and you're like, wow, ooh, that looks good. This is going to be a good day and it makes you happy for the day. Or you step on and you're like, what? I've been working so hard and it hasn't changed. Or maybe it went up and you're like, wait, what? And then you have a bad day and you're mad at yourself all because of some stupid number. So put the scale away. That is my first step. And, um, and just challenge yourself for 30 days. After those 30 days, I don't think you need it anymore. I always encourage clients to just get rid of it. And usually by the 30 days, they have found new ways to track. So they're like, okay, you're right. I don't need it. I, that number isn't healthy for me. Um, and so they don't even need it anymore. But some people can use it as an occasional tool just to kind of manage. But again, I don't step on the scale. I, I don't even remember the last time I stepped on a scale. So that's my first step. Um, secondly is really just to ignore everything you've been taught and all the rules. And again, this is hard for women to first wrap their head around the fact that, wait a second, there's no good foods and bad foods. And I always tell my clients, no, there's no good foods and bad foods. But for me, I like to think of it as soul foods and nutrition foods, right? And so, and they're both just as important. We've got foods that really just feed your soul. They make you feel happy. They're having ice cream nights with your kids, or we have pancakes every Saturday. And th those are moments where maybe I'm not getting as much as many nutrients from my food, but my soul is being fed. I am enjoying pancake Saturday and our PJs with my kids and my husband or ice cream night and, you know, having pizza and movie night and having some ice cream afterwards. Like it's feeding my soul and you need those foods just as much as you need the nutrient dense foods. Right? So I like to look at it as that way. Both are good for you. You need both of them. So get out of the good food and bad food and just think, okay, I'm going to, feed both my soul and my body. Um, so yeah. just throwing away all those rules. Right. And with um, the ladies that are listening on here, I actually just went through and recorded a huge like category in my feminine fitness program about this concept. What I call it is nourish and delight. There are times where you can look at your food that is micronutrient dense, has all the macronutrients, you know, it's like labeled as or previously labeled as the good foods. But really, that's the nourishment. We know that we're doing this for our bodies to have energy, to help support our hormones. And then we have the delight aspect of there are healthy foods that everybody likes. You know, if I gave you a list of every single fruit, every single vegetable, every single healthy fat, every single healthy protein, you don't have to like all of those foods, but you could at least circle a handful and therefore just focus on those ones that you do like. So while you are eating those nourishing foods, they're also a delight. But then, yeah, when you go out on date night or a special occasion happens or you have a, like we do cinnamon roll Sunday. You guys do pancakes, super cool. We're like the same person, Kristen. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Husbands drive white pickup trucks. Like we showed up in hoodies and ponytails, you guys. It's just, we're, we're the same, same, same. But it's that delight aspect. So not thinking of it as a cheat or treat anymore. It's like delight. And when women think of their food, 
as nourishing and or a delight, what's the experience that you show up to eat that food? You're not scarfing it down as fast as possible. You're treating it like it's an experience for your body because whether it's nutrient dense or not, you're, you're conscious, intentional, and fulfilled with whatever's in front of you, right? Yes, exactly. And because the way you labeled it, they're both positives. It, you know, diet culture labels it as good and bad. So if you're having something that's bad, you're not enjoying it. You are feeling shameful. You're feeling guilty. You're feeling like you're off track. You're not present and enjoying those moments. You're just, you're kind of mad. You're like, you know, almost like you're rebelling. I'm eating this bad food. Why am I eating this? Oh my gosh. And you're, you can't enjoy it, but the way we're labeling it, they're both positive and you can enjoy the nutrients or the delight, you know, like you're, both of them are good things. And so when you are having it, you can actually be present and happy and joyful and enjoy it and then move on with your life, you know? And I always tell my clients this, this step, the getting rid of the diet rules and just saying, okay, I'm allowed everything. I can have all foods and really think of it. I, I describe it two ways, but one way is like, it's a pendulum. And with diet culture, that pendulum always swings one way or the other. It can swing way over to the right where it's just like no restriction. I mean, sorry, full restriction, just, okay, I'm not having any sugar, no carbs, no alcohol. I am all the way over here. I am having greens and that is it and water and blah, blah, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. Wow, girl, you're going all in. But I have clients that say that to me, especially January 1st. They're like, I'm doing, you know, a dry January with no carbs and no sugar. And I'm like, yeesh, that pendulum is way over here, like super restricted, and it's just not sustainable. And so maybe you try that for a while, but you, it's not long-term. You get frustrated. You can't do it because it's just so restrictive and you're unhappy. Um, it can lead to anxiety and anxiety and just stressing over your food. So then you get so tired of it. You whoosh, swing the pendulum all the way back over to the other side, which is binge eating. You're throwing in the towel, hands up in the air, just going, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then you find yourself just binging and eating anything and everything. And there is such a happier medium between being way over here to the right or swinging way over to the left. And so I tell my clients like, this is where the pendulum just kind of hangs down and it perfectly just kind of wobbles back and forth um, rather than being fully restricted or just fully all in and indulging. It's right in the middle where you really get in tune with your body because now you're not restricting yourself and everything you can have everything so you can have a little of this and a little of that and that's kind of when my balance comes in because the more in tune you get with your body the more you realize like oh wow I've been having a lot of delightful foods and I'm feeling like Ugh, I really need to fill that nutrient side of my balance like this side was getting a little full so now my body's craving a salad you know and you're kind of shocked like I actually really want the greens so then you have that and then you start to fill that nutrient dense side a little more so then your balance kind of goes and then you're like oh it's pancake Saturday I'm gonna fill my my um, delightful side again and the more in tune you get with your body, the easier it is to just keep that scale 
like, you know, like this, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's not this, these big extremes anymore. Um, it might be at first when you first give yourself that freedom, you know, just like a kid when you're like, do not touch that toy. That becomes the one toy that they like really, really, really want. But when you're like, you can touch any of the toys, it's fine. You know, then they're just going to play around with a little toy, you know, here and there. Um, and we are the same way. When we tell ourselves, don't have this, it's like the one thing that we want, we're gonna think about it, food consumes our thoughts. And so remembering food as no rules and, um, and just remembering that pendulum swing and kind of filling both sides of the balance. Um, that's the best visuals that I can get and that number two rule, the more you get into it, the more in tune with your body you're going to get and the easier it's going to be to just to kind of this and that and feel a little bit of both sides. Yeah. And when there's no shame and there's no, no more negative language towards food, the balanced out of everything feels so right. Cause I've talked about here on the podcast before and to many ladies where it's like, you know, if you think of the person that you admire or you see in she's happy, healthy, and confident in her body, and she's just really living this vibrant lifestyle, is she hung up heavily on what she's eating? And oftentimes the answer is no. And somebody will reply, well, yeah, when I'm at my goal weight, I'll let go of the grip of worrying about everything that I'm eating. And it's like, no, she got to that place by letting go of the grip right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Where there's so many times, because I remember too, with myself getting rid of the scale, it was such a mindset shift for me because I was like, how will I know when I've gotten to my goal. And like you said, you'll find other ways to measure because then the main measurement came from feeling, not from what the number said that I stepped on because I was told to get rid of it in January. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. Haven't stepped on it since. And at the time of this recording, we're pretty much mid-February. But I, I get it where it's like they feel a woman feels like she has to cling to something restriction or a plan or a number in order to achieve your goal. But would you agree with the statement of a lot of times when you release, that's when the journey to the goal gets a lot more fun. You become more in tuned with your body and what your body needs and it ends up, you you get to the goal with kind of not even realizing it. You're just always focused on this positivity train instead of like working against getting to a goal. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because when you throw away the scale, you're going off of how you feel. Because people would ask me, okay, well, if I don't have a scale, what am I supposed to track? And I was like, just go by how you feel. How are your clothes fitting? How are you sleeping? How much energy do you have? You know, Do you feel more confident? Are you feeling happier and energized? And once we get their you know, workout plan and all this into place, it's like they do start realizing, wait, I am feeling energized. Wow, I'm feeling happier. My husband is even noticing a pep in my step. 
um, and you've got this freedom to enjoy food again, but um, you're, you're feeling more in control rather than because you're restricting yourself, you're feeling control because you are having both foods and you're realizing, wow, I'm not binge eating. I can have this food and I can have it again tomorrow if I want. So I don't have to sit here and eat all of this. I can just eat what I want and have some more tomorrow if I feel like it. And if I don't, okay. So you start to really gain this confidence because you are taking that control in a healthy way rather than like that huge pendulum swing way um, where that control you might feel in restriction is very temporary because you can't hold on to it forever. Where this is like this huge weight off your shoulders of freedom that you're feeling. And then when you notice, oh wait, I don't have that scale, that number looking back at me going, ha, I'm not moving fast enough for you. So you're feeling like a failure. I don't have that to even look at. So instead I'm noticing how I'm feeling and that keeps you going and that motivation. So then, like you said, one day you're just like, holy cow, I'm reaching my goals that I didn't even realize it because I am coming from this positive place rather than the frustration that that number can bring because that number for some clients might not even change, but their body composition changes with muscle and things, you know, just moving around. So their clothes do feel better. But if they were to step on the scale and realize, wait a second, I weigh the same, but yet you've gained muscle and you're more tone and your body has totally changed. The scale doesn't matter, you know, so going from that that place of how you're feeling and looking at how your clothes are fitting your energy, your sleep, your happiness, your energy, all that stuff. That is definitely going to keep you more motivated. Um, and like you said, from that positive place, for sure. Yeah. So to kind of round it out here. I'm sure one of the ladies listening is like, okay, I know I need to let go of the grips of the rules, the scale and all of that. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to do this, but there's some like fears and hesitations moving forward in trusting herself tomorrow when it's time to eat something. What advice do you have for her or where's some good start? Like what's a good starting space for her to, um, go forward with making this a practical transition to what she was doing to what she's doing now. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you're scared about something, that's normal because you've gone from having all of these rules to now being like, okay, I'm totally free. I don't know where to start. What should I do? So, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, just go and have something that was on your no list, you know, something that was on your quote, bad foods list. Um, go and have it and enjoy it and tell yourself this is allowed and I'm going to enjoy this. You don't have to sit there and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have Mexican food. I better eat it all because who knows when I can allow myself to have this again. Go in there consciously knowing those rules don't apply anymore. I can have this again. So I don't have to come in here and feel like I've got to binge and get it all while I can. And when you can go into a quote cheat meal feeling, okay, 
I can, this is actually allowed. I'm not breaking any rules and I can have this again and just enjoy the food and think about how is this making me feel and how do I like this? And maybe you don't even like something that much, but it's been on your restricted list and you've, you're so used to not having it that you've wanted it. But now that you're having it, you're like, you know, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And really taking note of how that food makes you feel. Am I loving this? Or was this just something that I was craving because I was never allowing myself to have it? Um, but then giving yourself permission to have it, enjoying it, making note of how it makes you feel, and then moving on, you know, and some people often have the fear that once they give themselves total freedom, that they're just going to go crazy. And, um, you know, you might for a little bit, you might be like, Woohoo, I can't have stuff, but that's not going to be long-term because we all know, like, just as if you were to go on a vacation and you indulge and you enjoy yourself on a vacation, you don't, usually you get home and you're like, Whoa, I am ready for a salad. Like I'm ready for some water. I have been having, you know, indulging and enjoying my vacation time. And if you, you can't live like that every day, cause you would not feel good. Like you would eventually hit a place where you're like, ugh, I feel blah. I feel tired. I don't feel good. I want some of these nourishing foods. So don't fear that you're just going to live binge eating all the time. You're not, it might be a weird transition at first, but you are going to reach that place again, being in tune with your body, thinking about how the food is making you feel. And you're going to reach that place where that pendulum doesn't swing anymore and you can have some of this and some of that. And it's just like, um, I don't know. I, I sometimes I just refer to it as common sense of, okay, I can't go out to eat for every single meal. That's common sense, but I can go out to eat and enjoy it and then come back and eat some other foods. And it's just that in tune with your body, using what you already know to like, okay, again, back to that balance. I can have a little of this and a little of that, but I can't go womp and totally fill my left side or totally fill my right side. It's just this happy balance in between. So that first step is just enjoying something that you haven't enjoyed in a long time and getting used to that. And then um, moving on from there, you know, thinking about that scale, but it's not with any rules. It's just really thinking about how am I feeling? How are my clothes fitting? How is my energy? And coming from a place of gratitude. Um, I think this is another reason why I'm so passionate about this, kind of to go off on something else. But um, I was in a very bad car wreck when I was in college. And um, I often, like every year when that anniversary of that car wreck, I was hit head on by a drunk driver at 80 miles per hour. My car was totally crushed. Um, I, everyone was waiting for me at college for, um, it was parents weekend. And they kept wondering why I hadn't shown up yet and got the call from the officer that I was in the hospital. I didn't remember anything. And just, I feel like I have a great sense of gratitude for life after that. Um, I, we celebrate the, the anniversary of that car wreck every year. And I'm always reminded like, gosh, if I had died that day, I wouldn't have gotten married. I wouldn't have had my three babies. And so just knowing how precious life is, I feel like I, that's another reason just why I'm so passionate about this because life is so short and we don't know how much time that we do have. And it is just not worth fretting over everything you're putting in your mouth or missing out on social events because you want to stick to your goals. 
you've got to find this food freedom where you can just enjoy your life and be grateful and all of these um, you know, the food freedom and fun fitness and all of that and throwing away the scale and going off of your feeling, it all comes from a root of gratitude and just truly being grateful for this life, grateful for your body, stop beating your body up and wishing it looked this way and that way and this way and just say, oh my gosh, I am here. I am still here. I have arms to hug the people that I care about. Um, and maybe you don't, you know, but you've got something else that you can be grateful for. Your legs that take you on walks or chase after your kids or jump on the trampoline. Like there's just so many little things we can be grateful for. And we forget that. But when we remember it and we come from gratitude, it's so much easier for, for this food freedom transition to start happening because it's coming from this positive place. Wow. That was a huge perspective on a main point that can hit the heart of so many women of like, why am I giving so much weight and worth and attention and time and energy and effort into just something that is supposed to be there for nourishment and also celebration? I mean, there are tons of biblical examples of food and gathering and people coming together for a feast, right? And that's supposed to be a very microscopic part of our lives. But as women, it has taken over so much thought, time, energy, effort, emotion that it's like, it's leaving us. I mean, especially with the story that you had just shared, it's like, why, why are we letting it control so much of, of everyday life? So thank you so much for being on here and sharing today. Where would you like to direct everybody with all that is that you are working on and sharing and, and everything? I will say, I do love your Instagram and your reels because I love, especially the ones where you um, had talked about where you did the one with the jean sizes and you had talked about how your girls were there to be a part of the conversation that these, like this number on this pair of jeans doesn't mean anything other than it's a pair of jeans, basically. I really love that. But you, you share where you want them to be directed. Yes. No, thank you. That means a lot because I do love those reels. And, um, and I do, I try to talk to my girls about this all the time. Cause like I said, I want them to grow up to be confident and not so focused on how they look and all these silly things like the number on the scale or our jeans and stuff. So that means a lot, but yes, I love Instagram. So you can go and um, let's be friends over there. It's at Kristen Kotzebue, Kristen with an I. I always laugh because I always spell Kristen like people know how to spell Kotzebue. <laughs> but, um, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, yeah. but yeah. it's at Kristen Kotzebue. Um, so that is where I'm hanging out every day. But then you can also find me at um, uh, pinkclaysocial.com. So if you head on over to my website, um, there are podcasts, um, you can check out my podcast there. And I also have a bunch of free resources there. Um, so you can just click on the freebies and download any of those um, tools that can help you to start this food freedom journey and um, kind of give you some next steps that you can take. So 
pinkclaysocial.com and at Kristen Kotzebue on Instagram. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you ladies that are listening to this episode. Share it on social. Let us know what you think, what your thoughts are with going towards the direction of food freedom. And I'd love for you to follow us um, both on Instagram. I'll leave all the resources in the show notes.